FM Rewind Podcast. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening Bill. Welcome back. Now, on to the second part of the show. I'm talking to Julia Sello. He's a town planner at the city of Johannesburg. You'll remember that we had in Tatea Sello um, a few weeks ago. And what we then been discussing then was the Johannesburg land use scheme that was going to be made law and that was going to be approved. It seems that it has now been uh, approved and and there's going to be some changes to some of the things that you can do to your property. So we'll get to that. Uh, And of course, you know, uh, this is a new industry for a lot of Afropolitans that are getting into the property space, trying to develop, trying to buy property, having issues with property and, and, and the city of Johannesburg. Give us a call if you have any questions for Fundate Silo. He, he will, as he did um, last week, take any of the questions that, that you want addressed. So it's your show insofar as that is concerned. But there's something that, that I found quite interesting that I want to touch to, that I want to touch on, and, and that is the opportunity that has emerged through the invitation to South Africans to submit um, tenders for, 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 for the buildings that are in the city of Johannesburg. But... Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's, it's you know, um, when, when I heard about this, I was quite excited that I'd be talking to you because I personally found um, the conversation with you very enlightening. And I know that Afropolitans did as well. Um, let's start here. There's, there's, there's an initiative that you said would happen and has now happened where the city has now been invited. I beg your pardon, where South Africans are invited to tender. To, to to buy or whatever the arrangement. Maybe take us through the opportunity that exists for, for the acquisition of, of buildings in Johannesburg. All right. Um, on this one, I'm hoping my uh, colleague will join us on the line as well. Okay. Um, but uh, what it simply says is that the, the city has managed to rescue some of the properties. Yes. And due to constraints, uh, the city is not in a position to develop those. So the opportunity is there for the public to actually come with proposals mm-hmm. and tender for those uh, buildings. So the concept is that uh, they will be leased to the members of the public for 50 years. Mm. So they can do whatever is uh, uh, viable for them to actually make uh, something out of it. And then after 50 years, then you know the process will take a place whereby whether this renewed or not but basically what it's there the buildings are available um i think it was the end of the show will also issue the relevant website where they can actually access that information sure. so that they can be able to interrogate um, this opportunity you'll remember that when i had in that the on the previous occasion mm-hmm. we couldn't take enough calls everybody just wanted to ask questions so this is this is the time if you have a question your property developer you're interested in anything that relates to property this is the time do give us a call 86 you can also post your questions on my twitter handle by going to at returning bill that's my twitter handle now let's start here you know the first thing that i that i asked you when i saw you but we we're offline was this now that the uh, or the the or, or maybe let me let's lay this basis properly. Mm. The land scheme, the Johannesburg land scheme, or, or, or as you call it, town planning scheme. What's its status now? Has it been approved, and by whom? Where are we in the process? Okay, where we are now uh, today, the land use scheme was approved by council. Mm-hmm. So what's left is for the land use scheme to be proclaimed. 
So we anticipate that will happen sometime uh, in February 2019. And just to recap, what's been approved, you remember that um, when we spoke uh, two weeks ago, um, we, we, you said at the moment there's lots of schemes. So there's a scheme for, um, and maybe just take us through and just recap yeah. and, and so that we can place this appropriately mm-hmm. for, for those that were not, were not part of the conversation last, uh, two weeks ago. Where the history of Johannesburg coming from different municipalities mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, black townships were governed differently. Johannesburg had 16 town planning scheme. It also had the 17th one, which we referred only to uh, the clauses on it, which was the Kruger Stop uh, Town Planning Scheme. So what we're doing now, we're coming up with one town planning scheme, uniform town planning scheme across the, the city from Orange Farm to Midrand. So that's what it is. You, we can uh, proudly say that the city is one. Sure. It's governed by one law, one legislation. Sure. So that's, this is what it means, you know, the impact of this document. Uh, brings the city together. So now with the approval by council of the scheme and and proclamation still having to happen, if, if I apply now for other business rights, rezoning, town planning, whatever I might be applying for, under which scheme is my application entertained? The fact that uh, different schemes were brought together, mm-hmm. some will lose certain rights, some would actually gain. Mm-hmm. So with that being in mind, what we've done, the scheme will allow those people who are disadvantaged two years to actually exercise the rights that they could have had in terms of the old scheme. Sure. So when you apply, you'll have to look at what is it to your advantage. If the old scheme was advantageous to you, so you will still be able to use that. But you got a two-year window to actually use that scheme from the date of proclamation of the scheme. And one of the things that, that, that I thought would be welcomed by many, particularly um, um, uh, more to the north is the fact that one can now erect more than one dwelling on their property, like a cottage. Uh, 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 just let's recap on that. Okay, on that one, what uh, what, what 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 will 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 be is that uh, you will be able to actually have two subsidiary dwellings. Yeah. Previously, you had one uh, subsidiary dwelling uh, in other areas by means of a consent application while you had two subsidiary dwellings in the Johannesburg Town Planning Scheme. So now what you're going to have, you will be able to have two mm. without application. So this is just the primary right. You just need to bring your building plans. Then you get your building plans approved. Again, you can give us a call, 86 if you have any questions pertaining to land development, whether you want to convert a property from agriculture to residential, whether you want to apply for rezoning, whether you, you, you're concerned about so everything. I mean, I was so excited just last week when we were talking about this and just the amount of information that is out there, the amount of opportunities that are also out there. Let's go to the calls and uh, like Vector, you can also give us a call. Vector, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Victor. How are you? Well, uh, I would like to get a package of information concerning uh, development of property. Uh, is it possible for your speaker there to email us a package of the whole information he's talking about because I'm interested on uh, the topic he's uh, talking about? Okay, that's, I'm sure that by, by package you mean the scheme. You want a copy of the scheme? Yeah, the requirements, what, yeah, what do you want? What, what do you want to do, what Victor? What? Sorry, what? Um, I'm interested in developing a property, owning a property in the city center of Joburg. Oh, yes. 
Yeah. Okay, so oh, you want more details around the buildings. Yeah. All right, so we're trying yeah, to get hold of, of, of uh, Dadisilo's colleague. Um, who who is actually central to this? And uh, if if we if we we want to try one more time, and if we don't come right, and that this will will do his best to, to to help us. So, but thank you for your call, Victor. We will we will be sure. That's one of the things I'm quite excited about. If we don't come right um, um, after we take the break, um, we'll definitely um, uh, pressurize that this But he's quite keen also to talk about it. It, it was just somebody's uh, forte. Now, uh, so th- does that help you, Victor? Hello, Victor. Hello. Yeah, hello, was yeah. that your only was that your only uh, concern? Yes. Okay. Uh, I want to know uh, the criterion used to select people who who should qualify. Yes. And then also, uh, how much money should you have in a bank or? Sure. Uh, something of that yeah. All right. No, I think that's 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 exactly the kind of question I was hoping to get because we need this information. You know, one of the things that that excites me personally and 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 makes me enthusiastic to talk about this conversation or to have this conversation about this opportunity is that often when we look at properties and we say, "Oh my God, these properties, black people are excluded," and and of course I know that's a, a complicated. Uh, argument and 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 in many respects valid, but this is one of those opportunities where where we can sort of in in some way you know partake and 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 participate in in some of the opportunities that that exist and 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 therefore the more questions we get we get on this the more help we know uh, we have and and what we don't want is 10 years from now where people are saying but this the you know the CBD is owned by by this demographic and that demographic and 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 this demographic is is not party to it. So this is the opportunity to ask any questions like Victor by giving us a call 086-00-00959. But that's not the only point that I want to talk to you about. You can also talk about the new uh, scheme about how you can develop your own property even outside of the city center. Now now let's 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 before we take a break uh, uh, in that this So what are the just to, to you know what are the some of the, the the opportunities that then exist that didn't exist. I know that the on the previous occasion we were talking about how um, there was sort of I think you called it the t- t- black townships act and how it marries into into this one. How how does that come into play insofar as um, a, a new order? Um, what 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 will be the main things is that the uh, the, the city as we're compacting the city, mm-hmm. we we trying to get uh, higher density. You're gonna have a uniformity in terms of uh, the criteria of application. Though the scheme is a tool that you use to apply for change of land use, there's other things that are gonna come to play, because if you look at the application, you look at the surroundings of the of the of the specific site. Mm. So the site specific sometimes may not result in the same outcomes when you apply. So when you apply in a site where you find that the, the properties are 2,000 square meters around mm. and the, you look at what's around there and also you apply where you got 200 square meters. So the outcome is not always going to be the same, even though you use the land use scheme. So the land use scheme does not override the criteria for land use change mm-hmm. evaluation and principles. So the principles of town planning will be more or less the same, but the vehicle to actually apply will be the same. Let, let me uh, sort of, you know, one of the complaints and, 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 and arguably legitimate is just the length of time it takes. Yeah. Um, does this new scheme address that concern? I mean, as a developer, probably using your last resources 
a new entrant in the market, a good and quick turnaround time would be useful so that you, you, you realize your return sooner rather than later. Yeah. This scheme does address that directly and indirectly. Mm. Uh, the changes that we made in things like the building lines, we've did away with some things. So half of our applications are gone. So that will give uh, our planners to actually have more time to evaluate mm-hmm. uh, plans and uh, a better turnaround. Uh, uh, explain what, what do you mean by doing away with building lines? Is, is that where, let's say, for example, your, your dwelling must be X meters away from the boundary wall and, and, and X meter from the road? More specifically, the side spaces, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the on the road will remain, but we've relaxed a little bit. But the ones on the side, you can actually build up to a boundary. You will only apply for a building line relaxation once you go to the first story. So that takes away a lot of our uh, workload. Sure. So by that, you're going to be reducing that. But going back to Spluma, which was the act uh, enacted in uh, uh, 2013 and our bylaws 2016, mm. we have new timelines that we need to uh, uh, adhere to. So by doing our with applications, by law, we must do them in a certain specific, specified period of time, but also by taking out a lot of unnecessary application in our system. We're actually making it more uh, realistic to actually reach our timelines. Is, is that not sort of, I, I get the opportunity that it presents that, you know, there's no longer a need for, for building line applications, but the concern then is, does that now mean that somebody can literally, your neighbor can build on your boundary wall and, and his house or her house would then become your, your boundary wall? Yes. Yeah, yes. And the, uh, you know, the, and, the, the, and the, the, I'd have no say in that. You know, the, the truth is we're living in urban areas, mm. you know, and, and, and uh, the time has come for us to realize that, that we're not living in some plots somewhere. This is an urban area. Yeah. And the sooner we realize that and we become realistic, you know, and likely the person that will go to the boundary will be a person that is pressed to do so. Generally, homeowners will just move away from the boundary. They don't want to go there. So as it was uh, historically, I don't recall in 90% of applications, we approved these things, even if there was objections. So this was wasting a lot of resources, going to hearings, people taking days off to go to fight for a building line that was going to be approved anyway. So the history showed that actually we have these building lines. People object, go to the hearing, it gets approved. So it didn't make sense to keep it there. Sure. Yeah. So it actually saves you, even if you don't like it, time to go and object and going through the hearing. Sure. Yeah. So it was costly for us and the public. I got you. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll take your calls. Remember, number to dial 86 When we come back, we cover two things, the opportunities in the Johannesburg CBD and anything that you want to know about the new town planning scheme. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Mitsuening-Bill. Welcome back 18 minutes before 9 o'clock. We continue our conversation and we're talking about two things. One, the uh, approval by Council of the City of Johannesburg of the town planning scheme. That presents many opportunities and and I haven't heard a downside to it. Perhaps there is. I'm not alive to it. Uh, But also, uh, we're also talking about the uh, invitation by the city of Johannesburg for, for people to tender for, for possible um, development of the buildings in the Johannesburg CBD. So any questions that you might have, like Nati, you can give us a call. Nati from J- South Rand, good evening. Hey, good evening. How are you? Well, thank you. And yourself? 
Okay, good. Tell me, how does the scheme uh, address the acquisition of land in the townships mm. and uh, the process of applying for for the free land? Ex- explain, uh, Nati. Uh, look, there are pieces uh, of land oh, yes. that are unoccupied for a number of years, lying barren. And uh, if one is interested in, right. you know, acquiring such such land, what is the procedure and how does the scheme address that? I think that's a very important question because, you know, on the one hand, we talk about, you know, uh, poor access to, to land and property, particularly in, in established townships. And on the other hand, you you got these open spaces that are not only open, but pro- potentially also present safety risks, etc., etc. Yeah, whereby you are purchasing land, it's advisable that you you come to visit our offices just to check what is the scheme says in terms of the zoning. Mm. Is that in line with what you want to use it for? Then that's where the, the role of the scheme is, so that you buy the properly zoned property. Or you can also see if is it possible to rezone it, to change it to what you want it to be. With this regard to the second question, you see a piece of land, also the same, come to our offices, try to identify we see who's the owner mm. because leasing piece of land doesn't mean no one owns it then once you establish who's the owner then you know where to go to negotiate for that piece of land if it's government if it's council then you direct you to the right people to say this is the process if you're interested in land that needs to be followed to be acquired if it's private land it's easy because you just go to the person and he tells you if he sells it or not and what is the price but if it's public land certain process must be followed because it needs to be tendered. It cannot be sold to you because you just saw the piece of land. But, but perhaps I'm digressing a little bit, but one of the things that um, properties, particularly in, in, in the north, would present is, is you know, somebody sitting on a piece of land and owning it and not developing it. Actually, they end up paying a lot in, in so far as rates and taxes for that property. That's sort of punitive but also serves the purpose of encouraging to develop it or sell it to somebody that wants to develop it. Is, is the scheme different in, in, in townships? Because, because, you know, like Nati, one would know of many places that have just lied there open and are potentially owned by some person somewhere. But, but there, is, there is hardly a prospect of development. There is no difference. Yeah. Say, same rules apply. You know, the empty stand you'll pay higher than the developed property right so there are so these stands that are sitting open they 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 are they're attracting um they're, they're attracting sort of some kind of a rates and taxes yes all right now 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 the 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 the, the other issue that we're talking about is um the taverns and spaza shops and so what's the situation now um, insofar as that, because I, 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 th- I thought it was something of, a, of an interesting development where previously somebody could just put up a tuck shop and they're good to go. Has that changed now? Yes, there's definitely going to be changes coming. Uh, more specifically with uh, areas like uh, Soweto and former black townships, which were governed by Annex F. Previously, they could have a spaza shop without application, mm-hmm. but they needed to submit a burning plan. But right now, they would have to do a consent. Remember, they had still have two years to actually legalize whatever they have on, 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 on their properties. Mm. So SED is now, the new scheme implies that they will actually apply by means of a consent application. 
when it comes to the areas that we, which we call the northern suburbs mm. and so on, job scheme areas in Santin, the application process is being simplified. It's going to be a consent. doesn't mean in the old scheme you couldn't have a shop or a tavern. It's just that you had to rezone. But now they will do it by means of a consent. Mm. But the evaluation criteria remains the same. It's just that the application procedure is simple. All right, let's go back to the line. And uh, you can also give us a call by dialing 86 959 Good evening from Protea Glen. How are you? I'm well, and you? Um, I just want to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say now because initially, can I? We're going to try, try to get you on a, on a better line. Um, uh, so your line is a little bit bad. Perhaps let's try one more time. Um, do you want to give, give it another shot, Zipelele? Zipelele? Yeah, yeah, just hold on. Let me just try, let me try and move around. Can you hear me now? Yeah, much better. Can, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Like, there's a problem that we're having now. When we're buying property, like here in Soweto, you buy property, you go to the bank. Now, what happens is that you get the house, it's your house, but now the owners is only to get those people out of, of the house. Uh, we're not going to have the same problem with the buildings that the government wants to sell us in Joburg. I'm just asking, because initially now you have to go and rent out Amaret ANC, Imalia, Koyonke, Leonto. So, what things are, if they're going to be selling us those buildings, are they going to be unoccupied in us, which this is my building, now I know what I want to do. Mangfu, we renovate and we renovate. Then, Angfagabantu, the way Mfungbafagang account. Sure. Well, thank you, thank you for for your question, and I think um, we 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 are unfortunately um, unsuccessful in getting um, um, uh, Ndadisello's colleague, but but Ndadisello has agreed to to address some of the questions, and perhaps before you take Zipilele uh, as question, the, the broader issue. Let's first unpack this. What is this opportunity that is now available? Basically, what it is, it's buildings identified, mm-hmm. uh, specifically with the question that has just been asked now. The buildings that uh, the, the have been identified is actually 500. But the ones that have been released is the ones that are, have cleared, been cleared from all these complications. Mm-hmm. So these are ready to go. So these are buildings and empty stands that have been released. So um, on the list, uh, which um, I think will give the appropriate website, you will see that uh, uh, things like that, that will be part of, your proposal mm. where you would actually be dealing with such things but with my knowledge that I have now the building that they've been released they've actually been cleaned mm-hmm. so they will be being released in phases mm-hmm. as the mayor said but they make sure that you don't inherit problems when you go in, in, in and tender in those problems so our housing department is also involved in this process to make sure that if there's people that needs to be housed is not your problem so the buildings will be leased but certain problems that uh, the caller just highlighted, they will be also be taken care of. So, so what does it mean to say that you can tender and give proposals for, for, for these properties? And it, um, it, do I understand that they don't have a price tag on them? Uh, for example, you find a piece of land, you want to build student accommodation. Yeah. You do that at your own funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you do your business, you'll pay normal rates and taxes to the municipality. And then after 50 years, then it has go back to the, to the city. All right. So how, how it would work is if there's a, a building that is owned and probably requires some refurbishment or development, I can go and say, uh, City of Johannesburg, give me this property. 
I don't pay you for the property. Yes, yes, that's what it means. But I'm going to develop it and I'm going to, uh, this is what I'm going to do, other student accommodation, yeah. retail space, yes. office space. Yeah. And then at the end of the 50 years, I'm going to give you back a, a, a refurbished property? Yes. Or, or does it have to be, you know, so, uh, that's sort of the, you know, because I, I want people to understand these opportunities. And, and I know that we, we're not doing this the best service in the sense that we don't have the person that, that deals with this. But just in your understanding... You 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 will be maintaining the building. Mm -hmm. You will make will be part of the uh, urban renewal. Sure. So you will doing away with crime. You'll be creating employment, and then the buildings will be used effectively. Safety, all those elements will be coming together. All right. So it is expected that by the time your time elapses, mm -hmm. the city will also gain an asset. Remember, for this 60, 50 years, we, we we gain the city gains indirectly by having a cleaner city, a safer environment Correct. and so on. Yes. Yeah, and they, more people probably coming in into yes. the city and more families and yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So by that, you do your best to maintain and keep the building. Because, I mean, you will be coming into this thing with good faith to partner with the city, to make the city look good, to make the city attractive, reclaiming the city from uh, criminals and so on. So this is what it's going to do. It's going to address all these ills that we see in the city. Because the buildings are owned by the city, but as it is, there is no money to develop them. Sure. So go into partnership with the private people that will make sure that we speed up there. And, and then is there going to be, is there some kind of preference that is given? So for example, somebody who says, well, I want to lease this to big corporates. So I want, to, I, I want this property. I'm going to give it to big corporates for leasing versus somebody who says, well, I'm going to give it to, you know, I'm going to have uh, low cost accommodation. Inclusion is a key word in the city these days. You know, this is what we're looking at. You know, you, you can have your high-end market, but somewhere give us uh, a percentage of uh, middle and low income. Mm. And uh, this is a policy. I think one day you'll invite one of our strategic planners to tell you about the inclusionary policy. Mm -hmm. This is a policy to be spread wide across the city. Mm. Yeah. So, so basically, you need to prove what employment you're creating. Okay. Are you including the poor and so on? So those criteria, as you visit, I think people must visit the JPC website. Yes. Look for the prospectors. They are there. They are online with regard to this, uh, the, these buildings. So if you go to JPC and then you know, prospectors, you will get the detailed uh, documentation on the criteria, what's needed and so on. All right. Let's go back to the lines. Donald from Kempton Park. Good evening. Do you know how is it? Well, thanks. And you? Good, good, good. Um, just two two brief questions to Julius. Yes. Um, with the new scheme, um, when it comes into in, in, in effect, what happens to my old rights? And considering that, I think there's a clause somewhere that says that it speaks about um, you can still use your rights provided that it does not contradict the new scheme. For example. With the Jovic scheme now, you can you can have residential units under Industrial One, but now um, with the new scheme, residential component is taken out there, so it would contradict then. So, do I do I still have 24 months to to to, to still use that residential component, or how does that work? Yeah, sure. Se secondly, mm -hmm. um, with regards to densifying, 
do you perhaps think that we use, we speaking a different um, language? Because um, here we are, we're pushing for, for densification, but we, are, we do realize that we are facing a major infrastructure issue. Okay. So, so, so but before you take it on, uh, Julius, what, what's the infrastructure, you know, for, the, for, for those of us not in the know, what's the infrastructure issue? All right. So basically, in, in most, most South African cities, actually, you'd find that infrastructure was meant for a capacity of a certain number, but now it's... Oh, you're talking, you're talking roads, sewer, roads, those, t- those type of ex- things. All right, I got exactly, you. All right, exactly. thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with regard to the first question, um, uh, for the sake of the listeners, Johannesburg Town Planning Scheme allowed residential development in residential, in industrial one buildings. Other schemes did not. Now, bringing this together, you know, logic tells you that you can't have people living in an industrial area. So leaving that, uh, coming in the new scheme, we're taking that away. You can no longer have industrial units in, uh, residential units in industrial uh, zoned areas. However, um, I don't think the interpretation was correct. With these two years uh, uh, that we have that you can still apply the old rights, you are actually will be able to uh, exercise those rights for the next two years, even if it's zone industrial, though it contradicts, but you will be able to exercise those rights. So if you, for instance, you submit your plans next year, June, uh, in an industrial one zone uh, area with for residential units, we are obligated to approve them in terms of those rights. So that is covered. So you, do, you should not be concerned about that. With regard to infrastructure, it will actually be more expensive if we don't densify because if we allow developments far away from the city, we have to build new roads, we have to extend our pipes. And, but if it's internal, we just need to upgrade there and there because you're still using the same road, you're still using the... The, the, the same infrastructure that's upgraded. So densifying is actually saving uh, the city and it's also saving the, the residents from traveling long distances because if we develop far and far away from the city, there's far more outreaching uh, implications to both the city and, 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 the, and the end user of the development. All right. Um, I'm afraid that's what we have time for, for tonight. Uh, but I, I do think that there, 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 there is something more to be said. We couldn't cover the, the, the opportunity to the extent that we wished. Where do guys go if they want to get more information? Okay. Uh, we'll give you the, the, for any interest that you have for development, you can call this number 011-407-6197. Uh, you can also Google uh, Johannesburg Property Company and uh, specifically look for the uh, prospectors, then you will get that. This is regarding the inner city uh, development. Uh, The number I gave you is any general uh, inquiry you have regarding town planning and development on on, on the city and the land use scheme. All right. Um, That's that's the opportunity that is available for you. Thank you so much, Ntate Julia Sello, for joining us on the Law Report. No, thank you. I hope that you've been enlightened and, and, I, and I do regret that we, we didn't go into the depth, but 
like, like uh, that this little said, you can go into their websites and find out um, all the information that you can. I, I do really, really, really hope that you take advantage of this opportunity because I personally love the city centre and it, it would be it would be a good thing not only to see it develop but to see it in the hands of 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 Afropolitans. For me, Michael Matoning Bill uh, Sutume is up next. Good night. FM Rewind Podcast.